Trending news right now. So we look at what's happened in the world of social media, that is, in the past 24 hours with Loretto Tsikeng, social media commentator and CEO of Decode Communications. How are you doing this Wednesday, Loretto? I'm very well, Asanda. Good morning to you and good morning to the listeners. Thanks for making time. Always great catching up. So let's start with uh, hashtag stage six, hashtag ESCOM, hashtag Pravin. South Africans, of course, we're all up in arms over ESCOM's implementation of the stage six load shedding. Started yesterday afternoon. Of course, no one is happy, but are we satisfied with the explanation from Public Enterprises Minister Pravin Gordon? Uh, Unfortunately, uh, Asanda, you know, it, it was it's difficult to be satisfied with the explanation, particularly yeah. considering that immediately after, or, or you know, just a few moments after uh, the the press briefing, when you know he was uh, indicating, you know, what are the main reasons uh, why we are here, you know, almost you know to a great extent, firstly blaming the the strike by the by the unions uh, in, in in the various plans. Of course, uh, uh, then making a claim that there has been a, a wage uh, offer or a wage agreement that has been signed between ESCOM uh, uh, and, and, and the unions. And of course, immediately after that, you, you know, the, um, most of the unions did clarify that they, 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 the agreement has not been signed. However, they have decided to, you know, to uh, encourage their members to go back to work. And, and, and not continue with uh, the strike any longer. And, and the, the reason, the, or at least now that, you know, encourage their workers to go back to work, is not necessarily because there is a wage agreement, but uh, that ESCOM has agreed to uh, come back to the table with a revised offer, which was their, you know, the original reason why uh, the, the, the workers had been on a, what was called, or at least by, by ESCOM, called a wildcat strike because they were even uh, looking to to get a an interdict against against the employees that were striking and that's just the thing because coming from a perspective of a general or a common south african then i'm wondering in my mind that this as you say means that the bargaining process is going to begin but we don't know number one how long that's going to take number two if it's going to yield any positivity in terms of ending the strike uh, finally I mean, in totality. And then the third thing is there were load shedding issues before there was a strike. No, absolutely. And and, and that is why it, it really sounded a lot more disingenuous, right? Of course, you know, the, remember the, the Council for Scientific uh, Research, uh, Scientific and Innovation Research, uh, CSIR, had you know, put out a report uh, a while ago indicating that uh, ever since the Raider had taken over as the CEO of uh, of uh, ESCOM, mm. load shedding has you know we've, we've had the worst uh, kind of load shedding. Of course, it was being compared and contrasted with uh, you know periods before, and 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 clearly you know uh, the, the, the the definitely is something something wrong. Of course, you know they've always been coming up with one reason or the other, whether it's you know, some breakage at at, at the power stations uh, or some sabotage, as has been claimed by both ESCOM and some other um, media houses. And, and that has made it very difficult for, you know, when you listen to to 
uh, Minister Pravin Godan. It just sounded like another excuse. Of course, you know, when, when you look at the social media chatter, uh, it has now gone beyond just, you know, yourself and I, mm. who are ordinary citizens, complaining. We have a lot more uh, of, you know, uh, captains of industry now putting their, their voices uh, of discontent uh, around the issue, you know, because, the, you know, almost everyone realizing how badly this is this is affecting them. Of course, the hardly hit uh, sector is the SME sector, particularly because ordinarily, you know, they could beg a zella to, to a certain extent uh, because a lot of them do not are not able to, have to afford uh, some sort of uh, backup power or, or gen- whether generators or some of these uh, uh, you know solutions that could help them to you know be able to mitigate whenever they they, they slow shedding and and the the, the the crisis is deepening every day asanda yeah. and there's no no way to explain you know explain it away so i mean there are going to be maintenance backlogs as a result of the strike so even when that's completed that's another issue that we're going to have to deal with and uh, hear from uh, what about reports of intimidation of workers who've returned to work and they had escom with uh, vehicles being petrol bombed um reportedly uh, you, you know and, and unfortunately this is one of the saddest things that uh, almost happens every time whenever there is a strike remember even you know this year we, we, we are commemorating the 10th year of uh, of the the Marikana massacre uh, you know although we always talk about uh, you know the miners that were killed at the cockpit by the, by the, the police but there were miners that were killed at, at before uh, earlier before the, the actual day and mm. even you know the police uh, police officers and it was exactly as a result of this right where there, there are workers that were going to work and they were then intimidated by other workers who you know they want uh, all workers to show solidarity because they in, 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 in their in their you know their logic is that uh, immediately they down tools and then uh, companies are successfully able to get in what they call scap labor then it therefore means that you know the, the impact will not be felt and therefore uh, the, the only way to make sure that the, the disruption and interruption is to intimidate others so 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 uh, th- that it, it is uh, you know some of the members of the staff that are doing this I will not discount it because we see it, it you know, this is a typical phenomenon where whenever there's some uh, dispute labor related, whether it's wage negotiation or whatever, whatever kind, uh, it, it, it all, it's almost something that is expected. The DA called for uh, a tactical response intervention in terms of the strike. Your thoughts around that in, in how, uh, well, whether that would, you know, diffuse the situation or exacerbate it? Hello, Lorato. You, you've faded there a bit. Can, can, can you hear me now, Asanda? Yes, yeah, now we can hear you. Oh, apologies about that. Okay. I was saying uh, with, with the DA, uh, unfortunately, you, you know, uh, whenever you, know, you, you, you listen to some of the solutions they propose, they almost sound like typical uh, you know, opposition party kind of, kind of uh, solutions. And again, uh, you know, you know, I'm I'm not sure if it's you know it's the, the, the best way or at least the the best solution, uh, you know, because we've hardly had them dealing with 
some sort of labor-related uh, uh, dispute and the like. Of course, in, in the in the municipalities that they've co-governed, for instance, you remember in Swane, uh, for a little while, uh, th- th- there was an issue where they, they, they had uh, the municipal workers vandalizing uh, infrastructure, you know, allow, allowing water or breaking some water meters. And, and having water gushing out in, in the city of Tswane, and the like, which is a lot worse than you know when, when ordinarily municipal workers would do that. And of course, when, when so when, when you consider that kind of uh, you know response that they are talking about, it's nothing that they've implemented themselves. So so it's, it's a little bit more theoretical than it is something that you you know you can say it makes sense. So 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 I guess uh, for for their own. Uh, call it credibility and for their own brownie points, it's something that they will ordinarily, you know, want to say something, make sure that they are part of the visibility. Remember the last time we were really talking about that, you know, mm. thinking, just considering, are they doing some of the things that they are doing, saying the things that they are saying to ensure that there is some sort of uh, visibility on, on, on their part. And I think this is one of those. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I really don't know. You know, this is one thing where you just like, you don't even know. It's not even, let's stay tuned and see what happens. We just don't know. We don't even know what to say anymore and uh, what to do. Either than we are definitely, basically, it seems, going to have to adjust. You know, in conversations that I've had with some of my friends from other parts of the continent, they speak of this is how it started. I mean, we talk of uh, Zimbabwe and Nigeria specifically, that this is how it started. Uh, uh, with them and uh, they're saying to us or to me uh, that you must expect that this is not going to go anywhere anytime uh, uh, soon it doesn't seem like it would because in their own countries it started this way and they've now just had to adjust to a life that is like this absolutely and and, and particularly that you know you know one one of the the biggest challenges is that uh, our economy is not growing uh, we've been underperforming over time, but also COVID, you know, uh, put a lot more pressure on the economy. And when you have an economy that is, to some extent, you, you know, dependent on uh, energy, you know, whether it's uh, mines, for instance, or you know, some of the other uh, heavy industries that require electricity. So when, when, whenever there is disruption in electricity, it therefore means that. The, the economic impact becomes a lot more, right? Mm. Of course, there the, the is argument. So when you, for instance, look at uh, somebody like Mark Barnes, the former CEO of, of the post office, uh, part of his, his uh, Twitter commentary has always been, uh, you know, this should now uh, open for independent power producers uh, instead of depending on, on ESCO. This has been something that he has been saying even around post office, right, where his uh, view is that, you know, we should privatize uh, uh, some of these issues. But if you consider that electricity to a great extent, because it's a public good, right, do we want to fully privatize a public good like electricity? Yeah. That, you, you know, and, and I don't think that that, that, that that is where we want to go. But if we do not fix it, and this is where I think to some extent the DA may, may then be, you know, uh, coming up with something that, of course, it, it, it has to be tested. Remember, you, you know, one of the, the solutions has been uh, declare ESCOM a disaster, right? And then under that kind of uh, dispensa- dispensation, uh, th- th- there are some decisions that, you, you know, uh, government will be able to take uh, to a great extent, almost, you know, w- without a lot of uh, worrying about uh, 
uh, certain regu- having to comply with certain regulation and whether it's you know procurement or whether it's getting in more labor or whatever the case may be whatever mm-hmm. how it would look right i guess that, that, that may be one of it of course many people are then you know paying for uh, the ceo's head particularly because you know uh, he has been in the in, in, in the job uh, for you know for the longest time and we are not all that we are really hearing are you know excuses after excuses and that uh, you know says to a lot of us that there seems to be no accountability on his part it's always somebody it's always some uh, uh, you know some uh, uh, artisan or engineer at some plant and nothing about uh, his team uh, at, the, at the, the you know at the executive committee but mm-hmm. what is worse We've not even heard from the board. Oh, by the way, my electricity just uh, just left. Oh goodness! Uh, talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank goodness, at least your phone was charged. Yes, no, no, indeed. Now we talk in the dark. Okay, let's let's just move on because it's so doom. <laughs> it's really gloom. And uh, hashtag Zimbabweans now. The Home Affairs Department saying that they'll be defending their decision to cancel the special exemption permits for Zimbabweans in South Africa. So they were responding to the Helen Suzman Foundation, uh, who and the foundation wants to go to court, or they are going to court, to contest this uh, decision. Yes, and, and, and I think it's, it's, you know, it's a, a good way to segue into the, the, this one. You know, you were just talking about how, you know, some of your friends uh, from uh, uh, Nigeria and other parts of the continent, you know, talk about this or at least the impact of how this downward spiral can do. Mm. Remember in Zimbabwe, it was sim- it, it was almost the same with with uh, uh, Robert Mugabe as the president. And you know, around 2008 or so, you know, South Africa experienced a, a huge, uh, you know, experienced large numbers of Zimbabweans, uh, you know, coming into South Africa as a result of you know hyperinflation, food shortages, uh, you know, empty government coffers. And uh, just political uncertainty, right? Mm. And and because of that, you know, uh, then there was uh, some sort of move uh, from South Africa to say one of the ways to deal with this migration issue, particularly dealing with with Zimbabweans, was to create some sort of uh, dispensation uh, for 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 them. And and cabinet agreed back in 2009. Of course, uh, you know, so so they, they they then had. Uh, the, the, uh, this this permit that there's they, they, been you know uh, allowing Zimbabweans for them instead of you know when 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 you are when you are a foreign national ordinarily you'd be here on some sort of you know uh, either a, a visa of you know education visa work permit uh, asylum seekers uh, uh, you know permit or one form or the other mm. whereas. With Zimbabweans in particular, they, with, with this special dispensation, right, which, again, there was an extension that um, um, Minister Aronotwale allowed for uh, or communicated in the beginning of the year. But the indication was that it will be the last time that it is, uh, it, it is extended, which, was closing, which is closing at the end of this year. Of course, uh, the Helen Susman Foundation uh, is taking the minister to court or at least challenging the decision uh, to... to to, to take it to court, right? Mm. Uh, because currently, or at least as, as, uh, as it sits, only 180,000 Zimbabweans have these permits, right? Mm. Uh, and, and, and of course, 
every other Zimbabwean that does not have this this permit uh, has to, uh, you know, one apply, and they could be denied uh, for one reason or the, or, 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 or the other, right? Yeah. Uh, to some extent, uh, the Helen Sussman Foundation is, you know, is raising the issue that it could be arbitrary in how government, uh, you know, uh, does it. But most importantly, it is creating unnecessary panic amongst uh, uh, Zimbabweans, but also. You know, from a, from a, a migration point of view and, and human rights point of view, uh, this is not the, this is not the, the, the way to go. Of course, uh, Minister Mzolidi, you know, uh, is challenging it in, in court, and the chatter in, on, on social media has just been fire. Unfortunately, uh, again, it is taking us back to you know that kind of Afrophobia sentiment. Uh, uh, you know, rightfully so. South Africans, some South Africans are saying Zimbabweans must go back to Zimbabwe and resolve the problems of Zimbabwe. Mm. But we all know that it is not as easy as that. You know, it's almost, you know, saying to, to and, and I know that, that it's, it's a very, it may be a very bad example. If, you, you know, you live with an abusive uh, uh, partner and somebody says to you, no, you must go back to your house and resolve issues there. When, when, when uh, you know this partner is not going to change, their conduct is not changing, uh, and the likes. Mm. It is some. It is. It is exceptionally uh, uh, difficult. So, 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 I'm really hoping that you know, one, uh, they are going to find each other, uh, but also there's a need for for you know re- resolution of this uh, 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 migration issue in a way that it works for South Africans and it works for our benefit in, in every way. Is it not too late to find that resolution within the Ministry of uh, Home Affairs? I mean, it does seem like Minister Aaron Mutsualedi is going to continue to defend. I don't know if it's likely that he would change his mind and go with the contentions of the Helen Sussman Foundation. He has said that this decision was uh, lawful, it was reasonable, and it was rational, according to him. Is it uh, uh, not too late to look at uh, more engagement with Home Affairs and maybe, I don't know, other avenues, rather? So... So, so, so here's something that is always worrisome about our government. Uh, you know, your listeners may have heard about the decision from the Constitutional Court yesterday. Uh, you know, declaring the issue around the switching off of uh, the analog signal by the Minister of Communications that was declared uh, declared by the court unlawful. Right. Mm. So it goes to the issue of you know getting bad legal advice. Right. So possibly. You know, the minister thought that you know, she was right. And I suspect that even in this case, right, one of the things that has to be considered really is that uh, is it possible that the Helen Susan Foundation, they have found it that in law they may have a case and they are likely to win it in, in, in court. And uh, although the, the, the minister already is trying to railroad uh, his way, claiming that the, there has been, you know, it was done lawfully, uh, and and they, they are complying with all the prescripts of, of of the law. Only that will be tested once a judgment comes out, uh, uh, right? And and unfortunately, only then will we know whether he, you know, uh, although he was very strong in, in in what he was putting out, whether it was sound uh, legal advice legal advice or not. For now, it will be very difficult to tell, uh, you know, whether it's it's, it's bad or not. But should there be some sort of engagement between himself and the Helen Sussman Foundation, of course. Uh, are they going to find each other? I suspect they will. They will not, because it is possible that mm. that, that maybe you know. Because again, it's a cabinet. It was a cabinet decision uh, to to extend uh, the, these uh, permits until only at the end of December. 
it will then require a cabinet sitting or at least a cabinet meeting to then, you know, make a different decision. So it's it's not a decision that he will be able to make by himself. He could, of course, only recommend, and then only after that cabinet meeting will he be able to say we are acceding to uh, one or two demands that the Helen Sussman Foundation is putting on the table. Therefore, these are the new terms uh, that they are putting on the table. All right, let's take a short break. We'll continue uh, on our trending news. Uh, still in conversation with Lorato Sekeng, CEO of Decode Communications and social media commentator. Stay with us. Trending news right now. Continuing then with Laura Tocheking, CEO of uh, Decode Communications and social commentator on that. Uh, 21 minutes past four is our time now. Uh, let's talk about the media now and uh, it coming under fire in terms of tweets. They are saying a whole lot of things and uh, not happy with the media, they are saying. And they're saying, you know, I don't know, some of the sentiments are that uh, media, the media is captured the media reports only from a certain angle and doesn't give impartiality and objectivity. Uh, tell us more here. So, so and, and, and connect with, with, with the previous uh, hashtag, right, the issue around Zimbabwe. Uh, so the, the News 24, uh, the two of its senior editors, in fact, uh, uh, you know, uh, Adrian Basson, who's the editor-in-chief, and uh, Kanita Hunter, who's one of the senior editors, uh, penned opinion pieces in response to this uh, this Zimbabwean uh, permit issue, mm-hmm. right? And uh, for instance, uh, the, the the tone and and some of the words that uh, uh, were being used by Adrian Basson was that you know South Africa is losing Ubuntu uh, in, in 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 doing the in in dealing with the Zimbabwean issue, and of course uh, then the sentiment from the trips was that now listen, if we have to we have to do away with Ubuntu. We, we are willing to do that because clearly uh, the media, uh, to a great extent, seem to be sympathetic and showing empathy to uh, foreign nationals rather than to, uh, to, to, to South Africans. Of course, uh, the, the Palapala issue uh, has been, you know, one that was always going to, uh, you know, be a talking point in terms of how the, the, the media is covering the story. Uh, and, and, and I often say that, you know, one of the, the things that, that is or an interesting observation about South Africans is that they would sometimes say, yeah, but the media is not speaking about story X, Y, and Z. Mm. And yet a news report would have been from an SAM, SAFM news bulletin, right? I guess that what, or at least what I'm hearing in, in some of that sentiment and, and uh, issues that people are raising is that, you know, while it may have been a, a line in the news bulletin, you are not getting analysts to come and you know uh, give us insight into that issue. You are not having some rolling coverage uh, on the issue, whereas certain stories get that kind of coverage. And there has been the issue that that has been raised. The other one, of course, is the the derailed uh, issue to say you know when when you look at certain media media houses, they seem to be treating him with uh, some sort of uh, 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 call it kids gloves. Uh, and, and, and that is why the sentiment around uh, uh, for SA media. It's very difficult, though, to have a movement as this uh, be something that would be a movement, in my view. I don't know what you think, because there's so many differing opinions. I mean, we're trying to even pinpoint where this started. You've already cited about five different things. Um, and there's also Carl Niehaus's case against the state that's been used as an example. Uh, some saying, let's not forget about the Palapala farm gate in another example. And we know when there are certain weeks where news 
is rapidly moving fast. It might seem that certain topics are forgotten about, but everything has to be, you know, reported on. So it's just the fast pace of, of media moving, not necessarily that it's uh, been forgotten about. But the fact that there, it doesn't seem to be a unified voice yet, different people saying a thousand million different things. Can this be a movement then? No, I, I, I doubt it, it, it will be a movement. And, and that's why I guess, you know, one of the things that I've, I've raised with uh, some of the, the senior people, in, you know, in particularly around in academia, has been to say, uh, oh, I hope that is not his battery dying because he did say that he's got load shading where he is. Lorato Tsekeng, uh, CEO of Decode Communications and Conversation with us on our trending news. He just got cut off there. Not sure what happened. But some of your morning messages as we try and get a hold of uh, Lorato again. Uh, Nikki, we're in Bloemfontein talking on our quote of the morning on WhatsApp there. Thank you for tuning in there and uh, uh, getting in touch, saying, Hi, this is uh, Asanda. Oh, yes, life is a game of negotiations. Saying you're going to think about it does the trick. Don't be impulsive in life. That's what I'm trying to get across here. Thank you very much, Nikki, for those uh, words. Mpetiwara uh, saying good morning, Asa. Have a blessed morning on our Twitter there. Thank you very much, family. Appreciating you tuning in and uh, the well wishes uh, for us there. Uh, Lorato, on the line? Let's go to Lauren Hill with X Factor. All right. We were so worried there, Lorato, that uh, load shading and uh, your battery <laughs> didn't last long enough. And now it was cut and we're not going to get a hold of you because you can't charge. Uh, but thank goodness we have you back. Sorry about that. No, no, no. Sure. sure. So, so, so I, was, I was just saying that the, the issue of, uh, you know, uh, some sort of research on a continuous basis to deal with some of these issues, right? Or at least just to showcase that, listen, if you are looking at, uh, uh, media content analysis uh, over time, you are able to see that, in fact, the media is doing its work. Of course, there is, uh, I think, the Media Monitoring Africa by William Bade. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, of course, he focuses a lot on uh, child protection, child, the children and the media in particular. So when, when, you, when you look at those reports, you are, he, he, when people are saying, yeah, but you don't have a lot of coverage on children, and he's able to showcase uh, you know, how there is improvement, of course, you know, showing that things could be done better. And and I think as long as all of this is done on anecdotal evidence uh, and, and a lot of anecdotes, there will always be this discord. And that is why it may not always be, be a movement uh, as such, because if the evidence were to prove otherwise, I suspect then we are likely to have, you know, you know people really rising to say, now we know. Now there's evidence. Therefore, this is why we'll go and, and, and you know, take action. Why is that or, or the other? Do you think this is maybe a support of podcasts as an alternative for those who believe that they are uh, for independent uh, media? I, I think if, even if it were, right, the, the, the challenge, and of course I've seen uh, that kind of sentiment coming up to say, you know, uh, if you look at uh, other spaces such as Twitter spaces as an example, there is uh, little intervention as a result of 